What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Very Dependent Podcast, where we depend on the Verde and Black for our everyday vibes. We're going to start the first half of this episode with a vibe check at this point of the season before we jump into some halftime coverage of Austin FC2. After we take a quick break, we'll spend the second half discussing how to manage expectations during an underwhelming season and end it with a stoppage time rundown of the hottest Austin FC, MLS, and World Footy storylines of the past week. I'm Logan Bartlett, a.k.a. Lobar. I'm Logan Jones, a.k.a. Lojo. What's up, everyone? I'm Paul, a.k.a. Low Paul. All right, let's get to it. <laughs> Guys, the vibes are getting weird around Austin FC right now. Uh, we're barely above the playoff line as we approach the halfway point of the season. We crashed out of CCL in the first round. We got bodied out of the Open Cup at home, and we've been plagued by injuries. What are the vibes we're feeling at this point in the season, y'all? Paul, I'm going to let, let you uh, speak on it first. What are the vibes? Yeah, the first thing I want to do is just uh, start off apologizing to the fan base uh, by, you know, that that whole little video that I did, um, <laughs> you know, it's before all your the show. The Chicago Open Cup match, man. Uh, I really thought I really thought we were just trying to be funny there because uh, for context, I don't know those of you that that keep up with uh, MLS Twitter or not, but you know there was a group of uh, Chicago fans that did a, a very corny uh, little little video out in the parking lot, and uh, we were trying to riff on that. Uh, that totally backfired. Did not age well, and so I just I want to apologize for uh, the fans out there that think that you know I was uh, poking the bear. Or, angering football gods um but all that to say um i you know i i'm that kind of fan that i will say it with my chest i i fully support this team um sure i'll i'll be critical when it needs to be but like right now man it's just i i'm i'm trying to find uh under every rock and every corner a uh, reason to still feel optimistic about this team and mm-hmm. um i, I feel need that. them to give me some support because um i'm doing my best trying to stand up you know and and um just like fight Show for their honor support, bro man. and yeah. uh and they're not, not <laughs> doing lojo what are you feeling bud um i'm feeling frustrated honestly i for me i just feel like i've seen glimpses of what this team can be and what they have done uh i mean we just had a pretty solid streak there beat uh the sounders at home something we've never done uh got a pretty solid goal you know zardes looked like he was on his way to you know finding his form redes was finding his form uh rigoni's had a few good games in a row and then we come when come wednesday q2 uh, you know rodney redes looks like 2021 redes we all got duped bamboozled hoodwinked uh, there <laughs> um zardes is trying to do his best rendition of some hold-up play and it's really didn't work and uh you know i, I don't understand it's like we take a one step forward and two steps back sometimes and um it's frustrating because i really truly believe that this team can be good and i think we are good um but it's just not translating there there's something there and i i can't tell you what it truly is i mean i can tell you a couple things but i can't give you the recipe to right. where can fix this so there's yeah. a lot of frustration on my end yeah i feel the frustration um paul i feel you too man it's we just show up in support and the least we can ask for is you know the team to show up as well um, yeah they're there i see them <laughs> uh, that's about all I can say as, you know, looking at the Open Cup game. And, you know, 
there's one thing, sorry to interrupt, but like, you, you know, uh, having played for a while now, um, everyone has those games, you know, like if you've played before, you'll, you'll know and think back to a time where like you and your, your team went out onto the pitch. Y'all are actually trying to like move the ball around. Y'all are trying to like implement some kind of game plan against the, the opposition. And for whatever reason, bro, it's just like, it's not, it's not hitting. It's not, oh um, you know, and, and that's what I, I saw, uh, on Wednesday. Yes, it's like hundred percent when, when I could see it, it was just like, you could tell, like we had those chances, but like, for whatever reason, um, it just, it, it wasn't going in. And that's yep. the frustrating part. Cause like, I think to Lojo's point and, and, um, you know, we, we do have the pieces, you know, even without Drew UC, man, like in all honesty, we, we can, we can, we can do good when we want to, but you know, sometimes the world is just, that's just how it is, man. That's football. Yeah. Yeah. And, and hold on one more point here. You know, I, I think you kind of saw that in some of the body language of the players yesterday. I saw yeah, a lot of, you know, definitely. throwing the hands to the, to their sides and frustration and some chatter. Uh, we had a little bit of a different angle than normal. Uh, we're usually in the supporter section all together, but uh, Lobar and I, and uh, we got some seats this time and we were able to kind of get a better visual. And yeah, the body language was very, uh, it was not energetic. It was very um, frustrated and agita agitated too, honestly. Ooh, yeah, the, the guys were throwing a lot of blame at each other, it seemed like. Yeah, Everybody yeah. was throwing hands and words at each other on the field during run of play. Uh, people were falling down and taking their sweet time to get up and not running back. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just a poor energy all around. But uh, speaking of blame, I mean, we've seen a lot of blame be placed on both Wolf and Reyna uh, for our current wo woes that we're going through right now. Um, who do y'all think is more to blame? I mean, we can both agree that Josh and Claudio are both to blame in some way. But if you had to choose one, is it Josh or is it Claudio? Lozo, tell me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're right. It's it's both. But if we have to pick one, who is with the team right now? Who's struggling? Who is failing to make any sort of adjustments kind of stuck in their ways? It's Josh. Um, you know, so I, I think the blame definitely does fall on him. Uh, and I think it's his duty to also write. We can't rely on Claudio at this point. Claudio's done his damage. Uh, Claudio, did some, he, he did some good stuff. He did quite a bit of the bad stuff but josh has to work with what he has you know he there's no the scapegoat he's the sporting director he's the head coach it's time to put the big boy pants on take the responsibility move forward yep. and right the ship with what what we have left of this season yeah that that's that's what i've been thinking too man he's got pieces he has one of the best players in the league he has some of the best MLS talent that have been around this league for a long time in the league, looking at Diego and Finley um, and some of the other guys. It's the pieces are there. We saw that last year, you know, um, and, and, you know, injuries are not, there's just got to be some adjustment, some accountability um, enough of the, you know, it's a long season kind of talk. We're at the halfway point, just about we're a few games away from being halfway through the season. Um, and it's not looking too good right now. Um, so I agree with you, man. I think, I think Josh is the only one you can blame at this point, seeing as Claudio's gone. Obviously, Claudio did, like you said, he had he had his role in his team, but it's just he's the man that's here now and he's got to take the blame. Paul, I think you have a different point of view. Is that right? Well, yeah, man. I think I'm all about, you know, if we want to if we want to use the the beautiful imagery of our uh team crest as the tree, um, you know, 
as a metaphor for all of this, who planted these seeds, bro? Who brought these players in? Who signed off on on, right. on this movement, you know? Um, and all that to say, I think ultimately hearing you guys speaking on this and then reflecting back on, on the reality of this league, I mean, a lot of the stock is or the blame is on Josh and the impetus is on Josh to like figure this out because I'm 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 thinking of teams like Philadelphia last year, you know. Um they had some really quality players, of course, but they had a really good integration of, of their youth uh, from the academy. I'm thinking of like, so that, that's Jim Curtin over there. I'm thinking of Schmetzer over in Seattle that has right. built a machine over there over the past yep. years that he's been there. Like, you don't need superstars. You just need folks to buy into whatever mission, you know, uh, the coach implements. And and for right. whatever reason, we we are really struggling with that right now. But I will say, I mean, I'm, I'm, when I get frustrated about uh, Claudio and his dealings, it's just because of the fact that we are, we just haven't had a really good hit to, you know, hit to miss ratio uh, on these yeah, signings, I feel like. And, and um, it's just, it's tough to live with, you know, cause like at the, at this point you, you, we are the ones as fans, you know, and Josh is the coach, like we have to work with this shit, you know? And it's like, yeah. um, it, it can be tough. Right. Yeah, it's it's, it's right frustrating pieces. too because we've had some guys that have hit looking at Gabrielson, um, yeah. looking at maybe a guy like Jite at the end of last season. He seemed to have a good potential that had to leave for reasons out of our control or out of the yep. control of the team. You know what I mean? And if one or both of those guys sticks around this year and continues the form they're on, you might be speaking a little bit differently about, you know, those seeds that were planted and the frustration that comes with, you know, those dudes that that haven't done well. Um yeah. So, Lojo, any last thoughts? No, I think you're. I think we've pretty much covered this. I I, I agree with Paul. You know, we're it's frustrating because we're in a way we're uh, you know laying in the bed that really wasn't made by anyone here at the team. And um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Back I to the original. Like back to the original point. Yeah, I think we can put some blame on all of them, but it's just who right now are we? Yeah. Really, you know, it's it's yeah. But if I can, you know, and I I think, I think the overall atmosphere right now among the fan base is like, we're, we're all trying to figure out who to blame. Right. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's supernatural. Um, I, I don't know, man, I'm starting to think back to like when I was, when I was watching the game on, on Wednesday and I, you know, immediately after coming home, I went back and and watched it again, just because like, you know, doing stuff with Merga, obviously you don't get to fully um focus on the stuff but right um you could tell like these guys are working they're they're trying but for whatever reason you know i i sympathize with that and and their efforts and like i know that they're going into training and they're trying their best so it's just a matter of like you know we we got to stick behind these guys i I look at the new folks the new additions like uh lundy um who you know he's trying his best valencia coming in you know uh he's he's really starting to make an impact on the team um we have to we have to look at those um those players and like their productivity and and broader level you know see that that things are going to start trending in a in a positive direction yeah yeah i think the valencia shout's a good one because we've had a few dudes that have been in this system for a year or two at this point, looking at Valencia, looking at Kolmanich, um, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we can point at Rez. Redez is doing a little better, but right. Like guys that have been on the team for a couple of years now who are now finding their form going into the season. Obviously, we see John is 
out for the season with an injury, but he was looking yeah. really good to start the He's year. He's looking so. fantastic, honestly. Yeah. It's like there's there's still time where some of these dudes who may not have been hitting that well can still prove their worth um, and, and you know get some playing time that's meaningful. But one last question. We'll keep it brief, but Copa Teos officially starts on Saturday against Houston. Um, do y'all think this game is make or break for, let's say, your belief in this team for the season? Paul, what do you think? Is this make or break? Uh, well, hold on. I'm a, I have to break that down in two parts. Uh, it never, my, my faith on this team will never break. Let's just put that full stop. Fair point. Um, Fair point. in this, in this situation though, the timing is just super unfortunate because, you know, coming off the, the heels of this open cup exit, then you go back and you face a in-state rival against Houston. Um, I, I say that it is a must win, um, you know, especially because looking at league play, we are actually trending in a positive direction. We've got two wins under our belt right now. Yep. Um, I think if we want to build off of that momentum, you know, we got to be like Ted Lasso said, we got to be goldfish. We got to forget what happened on Wednesday against Chicago. Yeah. Come around, have a really good result and uh, on the road. And uh, but I think I think this really does make it or break it for us. Um, yeah. So I think we need to go in there with full intentions of bringing back three points. Yeah. Lojo. You know, I, I agree with Paul to a certain point, you know, I think, am I caught up in the importance of Copa Tejas at this point? No, honestly, with how frustrating things have been, would I even celebrate a Copa Tejas? Probably no. You know, I'd put my Mickey mouse uh, gloves on and my red trousers <laughs> and head on down to magic kingdom because yeah, that's do the voice. A, do the voice. <laughs> oh boy, we want Copatejas. Like, you know, like, <laughs> like, you know, it's just like, okay, like insert Tyler Creator okay meme here. Um, but you know what? Winning Copatejas would just mean that we're trending better. You know, we're beating teams like Dallas, who are strong teams. We're beating right. teams like Houston, who we need to beat. Um, and we're just doing well in regular season play. Uh, yeah. And that that's what winning Copatejas would mean for me. It's, uh, I was very excited last season. We were there. We were all there when we went up to Frisco, won it. You know, Gaberson's doing the worm. We're yeah. celebrating in a parking lot. That For was sure. great. You know, that was great. But this season with just the vibes and how everything's going, it's just like, okay, so what? Yep. I feel well, this that, is what a, This is what a come down looks like, right? Because yeah. <laughs> there there was no sustaining that level of like oh, 100%. success from, from year two, right? 100%. But also – it's so frustrating having gotten to that level and then mm. we're sitting here now and it's like, well, we, we had a chance at, you know, four tournaments Yeah, and, and man, just like that, boom, down to the league and, and down to this leagues cup thing. And, you know, I was I, in my own mind, just to, you know, kind of reflecting during the off season, I was like, okay, there's definitely going to be some sort of regression, uh, you know, regression. right. You know, I, I didn't think we were going to be as good as we were last season, but I still thought we were going to be, probably equally as good uh, with just some teams getting better, uh, yeah. you know, being probably solid like four. four, solid four, yeah. right. I was hoping four or five plays. Yeah. You know, I didn't think we'd be having these struggles right now. And it's once again, I'm beating a dead horse here, but it goes back to a lot of different things going on with our season, but it's just more frustrating because even with lowering my expectations prior to the season, we're, we're still not meeting what my expectation was. And that's incredibly frustrating. Agreed, man. Agreed. Well, let's, let's move on. Let's go to Austin FC two and get a little combo going about that. Um, so Austin FC two took their second defeat in a row and second defeat of the season in a Oh, one shutout at home against San Jose earthquakes too. 
Damian Loss gets unlucky on a shot from San Jose to's Roberto Hadigan. Uh, it slips through Loss's arms and legs, rolls into the goal in the 33rd minute. That's the only goal of the game. Um, Austin FC had a couple great chances in the second half that almost tied it up. CJ Fodry hits a laser free kick in the 85th minute that gets saved by the keeper and reserve Jonathan Santian uh, nails the crossbar in the 88th minute. Uh, we had a decent amount of rotation in this game. Uh, so Joe Hafferty, normally at right back, he slotted in for Kip Keller at center back. Uh, Cheek Torre slid in at right back for Hafferty. But Bo- uh, Boba Biranga and Alonzo Ramirez filled in for David Rod- Rodriguez and Jackson Walty, respectively, in the midfield. And uh, EJ Johnson got the nod over CJ Fodry on the wing. Uh, Fodry also came on as a sub before he took that free kick. Um, so, Paul, what did you see from this game, man? Yeah, man, I, I think energetic would be the the one word I would use to categorize or just like uh, characterize this game. I know it was a little bit slow moving uh, in that first half up just before the goal. Um, but in general, after the goal, once we started chasing the game a little bit, you could definitely see the pieces and the attack starting to try and uh, generate those chances. Um, I really really, really enjoyed watching um, like EJ and uh, Bobosi. Uh, I'm remembering because like Bobosi was on the, was he on the left side or? Um, they they kind of freely roam in the is that Okay, there, yeah. I think he was technically on the right with EJ. Him and EJ were both on the right. That's what but it was. Okay. They both, they all kind of move and flip throughout the game depending For on the sure. matchups. There was just, I think from what I remember, there's just like really good interplay um, between those two. And, and like the the motor on EJ, like I know I've said his name a, a couple of times already on this pod, but I can't, I can't stop boy. just like, yeah. you know, you, you find a player that just kind of grinds it out and, and just exhibits that kind of uh, intensity and urgency. And, and, you know, he's just that one for me. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, second half, man, you know, you, you could definitely tell that there were some, some uh, quality chances that just didn't go our way, but all in all, I think, you know, we're still, we're still relatively in a good spot, you know, um, yeah. every, every game, we're just continuing to like write history for uh, this, this next pro team. And yep. um, we just, you know. Yeah. I think, I think one. it's looking good. I think the team is still, I mean, it's again, it's their second loss of the year. It was yeah. a sloppy Oh one game. If that ball doesn't, you know, tar bell through Damien's legs, yeah. then we're probably going to, we probably get a goal to go ahead. I mean, we were banging on the door the first 10 minutes or so. I think we yeah. got four shots within the box in the first 10 minutes. Um, this team constantly puts pressure on the defense. Every team we faced has been mm-hmm. on the back heel. A lot of the game when we start attacking um, and it's still a fun game to watch. I mean, San Jose was slowing the game down a little bit, flopping a little bit, time too, wasting. Yeah. yeah. And they were chirping with the fans too and getting into some spats with the referees in the second half. So they, they kept it dirty and they wanted it to be that way after they took the lead and wanted to get under our skin. Um, but I think, I think the boys kept the composure. It was a still a good fight. Um, you know, two shots in the last five minutes of the game is, is a good look when we're on tired legs and, and it's subs coming in and doing that too. I mean, right. guys that are coming off the bench are, are putting in solid shifts time and time again. So I think the depth of this team, the energy of this team, the intensity of the team, it's all exciting. And it's it, it, an 0-1 loss for Austin FC, too, feels very different than an 0-1 loss for Austin FC. I'll say that. It's a much different game and pace. Um, but yeah, let's close it there. We'll, we'll keep the Austin FC2 coverage coming. Um, I want to keep getting y'all familiar with names. So I'll, I'll, I'll try to name everyone's first and last name so we get familiar with it and just know who's who. But uh, we're going to take a quick break ourselves uh, before we discuss managing expectations during a down season. So we'll see you on the other side. 
So on our very first episode, we started with a point prediction for league play for the month of May. Um, I gave a conservative eight points. Uh, Lojo and Paul both gave a slightly more opt- optimistic nine points uh, for the team. And as of today, we're sitting at seven. Uh, it's two wins and a draw. And we have two games left this month, that being Houston and, and Minnesota. Um, do you all think it's fair to be so critical of this team when we're only a point or two away from meeting our personal expectations for the, for the month? Uh, we got our first ever Open Cup win. And we did all this in not only our busy, busiest month to date as a team, but without Drewsi and Diego for most of it. Do y'all think it's fair? Lojo, tell me. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, we, I don't think you can ever be complacent. You know, I've growing up in athletics, you know, it's great to have accomplishments, but you know, that open cup win was expected. You know, if we lose to New Mexico again, that's a catastrophe. USL backs, you know, <laughs> Um, we really should have beaten, we really should have beaten the fire. Uh, I mean, let, there's no way around it. I mean, there, that's a game you need, you should win as well. I mean, not, not to the same level as uh, New Mexico United, but it's not far above it. Um, so no, I don't think it's bad to be critical. I, I think uh, there's a level of criticism that's always acceptable. Um, so this, the, you know, saying is it bad to be critical? No. Um, is it bad to be overcritical? Probably. Um, but I'm not out here saying, you know, you know, blow it up. Let's start from scratch from the ground up and start new. Um, but yeah. you know, I, I just expect a lot from my team. That's all. Facts. I hear that, man. Paul, what do you think, man? Yeah, man. Um, uh, agreeing with Lojo there, uh, also, cause you know, I think it's to add on that. It's not so much like, are you critical? Are you not, you know, like, are you a good fan? Are you not, you know, it's, it's like, also how that criticism is delivered, um, which I think is kind of what you were hinting at because, um, you know, there are a lot of really knowledgeable fans out there in this fan base that have watched the sport for a really long time and, and they know how to speak on these things. Um, and then for, you know, for folks, for folks that are just starting out, you know, and, and they just started picking up soccer when, when Austin FC came to town, it, it's, it's really important to figure out like who, who you listen to, because when, you know, well, whenever you're hearing just a lot of like the negativity that's spewed out, it's like, yeah, you can, you can cover that as like being realistic, being pragmatic. Sure. But like at the same time, this is, you know, this is someone's hometown franchise. This is someone's, you know, first professional like experience, you know? And so all that to say, it's like, whenever you hear us, you know, on here and and we're giving our criticisms, please understand, you know, we all, all three of us have, you know, Verde Hasta La Muerte like tatted on our, on our body somewhere, Sparks. you know, yeah. and, and, Sparks. and, uh, we're always gonna, you know, have this team's back, but, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll, man. I'll, I'll piggyback on that, man. I think, I think when I'm being critical or I, I know when I'm being critical, it's less so on the players especially at this point, like a lot of my criticism goes to Wolf. Um, yeah. And that might be, you know, you spoke, I, I'm, I'm new to the sport in, in short, right? I, I started following soccer intensely when Austin came to my city. I'm from here. Um, and I've been, you know, my, my biggest sports franchise I followed in my life is the Spurs, San Antonio Spurs. Um, and they've had, they have the best coach ever. And they had a 20 year stretch of unparalleled success. You know, they were, only the Patriots were as good in that time. You know what I mean? In any mm-hmm. sport. So I come with high expectations, but also being a Spurs fan, we've been pretty doo-doo the last eight years going, you know, focusing on San Antonio there. So I understand that 
there's going to be ups and downs to a season. There's going to be ups and downs to a franchise. I can't expect Josh Wolf to be a Greg Popovich, to be a Pep Guardiola, to be even, you know, Bruce Arena, right? All those big names that we're familiar with in MLS and, and World Footy. Uh, he's a new coach. It's a new team. We have good players. Am I critical? Yes. Am I critical to the coach more than the players? Yes. Uh, have I said Wolf out a couple of times? Definitely. Um, but I understand the caveats of this, right? We're missing our two best players for a lot of these games. Um, I'm glad we got the win that we should have had gotten in Open Cup against USL. Um, I'm glad that we're reaching those predictions and, and our expectations of what this team should be. I'm going to keep being critical until we do it consistently again. You know, even then I'm going to be critical, but it's going to be with a lot more praise surrounding it. So is it fair? Totally. Um, can it go overboard? Of course. Can people be too happy go lucky? Yes. You know, it's, it's, it's fandom, man. And, and to that point, yeah. And, and to that point, cause like when, when we beat uh, New Mexico, there was, there was a little bit of a discussion being, you know, had around like, Hey guys, let's not qualify this win. You know, a win is a win, right? Um, let's, yeah. let's celebrate it. You, you know, you're absolutely right. That's valid. However, comma, it's like, it's important to qualify these things because that that kind of dictates the level of success, right? You know, if you're if you're beating up USL League One teams, like that, you shouldn't be like, I'm sorry, like you shouldn't be, but, but that's an expectation. Uh, just clear cut, you win that. Yeah. Um, and as you move up the level, you know, it gets, you know, obviously the the difficulty changes and stuff like that, but. Right. When we're when we're talking about just like these expectations, and especially on a down year like this, like it is important for us to know if we're trying to like um, hold ourselves to other really good organizations in MLS, like they yeah. do that, you know, they're they're gonna sit there and, and be like, okay, did we beat like a good MLS squad? Did we beat like a down MLS squad? You know, exactly. like um and and so that's just something as like especially for like newer fans you know just starting to like clue in is that's something that i would encourage you to not be afraid of uh, especially hearing it it's like um if you hear us qualifying you know like oh that was just a win against the usl opposition in the knockout cup that happens every year like you know i don't know yeah i mean um, last last year the fan base was up in arms when we lost to san antonio yeah, it, it was a big deal because we should never lose that game given mm -hmm. the level of competition, right? 100%. We did the fan base qualified that loss as more intense than a loss against, say, an LAFC, right? Yeah, so rightfully so. Flip it this, the other way. We beat New Mexico. We should because mm -hmm. they're USL competition, and they were they're not in good form. You know, just in that specific yeah. example. So it's like we should win that game. It's okay to qualify it, just like we qualified the loss last year. Anyway, uh, Paul, you you spoke on this already. Um, so. For us recording this, it's the day after the Chicago game. Um, you know, we lost, obviously, we're out of open cup. Austin FC Twitter is in an uproar. Um, the wolf, ch wolf out chatter is the loudest it's been since, well, all season and really since the darkest days of 2021. Um, gone are the days of fighting for the top of the league. Gone are the days of a clean bill of health. Um, so how do we as a fan base manage our expectations for this season following last year's amazing campaign? Lojo, what do you think? Um... I don't want to say be real. <laughs> I don't want to say I don't want to say be realistic, but I mean we were not going to replicate what we did last season. We were not. There were so few teams having down years that are now back up uh doing well. LAFC is even better than they were last season. 
Um, it's true. So I think just kind of managing those expectations, but just put a lot of this in perspective. Um, I mean, I'm frustrated, but I also know that Josh Wolf has been a coach for two years and two and a, like in a third. Uh, he's out. Yes, he's outsmarting. You know, he's kind of, you know, playing mind games with himself. Sometimes he really outthinks himself. But everyone outthinks themselves when outthinks themselves when they're new to something. Um, it's true. It it happens. That's those are just the aches and pains of growing. Um, you know, Danny Pereira. Let, think of him. Think of how good he's doing right now, and think of him. Probably his first. Year. He wasn't. That, he wasn't as good, right? I mean, he was good, yeah. but he wasn't the Danny Pereira. Wasn't as we refined. Have. It was yeah. refined. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And there's growth. Okay. There's growth on every way. Josh Wolf is starting. A, we have a new formation this season. Sure, we went back to a four-three-three last season. Uh, the, last night, I'm sorry, yeah. um, but in one third of a season, we have started to play a new formation, and we're kind of starting to master it, get, excel at it. Um, we're doing things. So yeah. you know, I grain of salt always. Uh, be there to support your team because. No matter how frustrated you are, understand that the players are probably 10 times, 100 times, you know, the coaching staff, the players are Facts. 10 times, 100 times more frustrated than you are. It's they're true. not, you know, it, they're, they're not going home like, oh, you know, it's all good. No, they're, they're upset. They're yeah. Upset. yeah. Oh, Rigoni's looking real happy with this haircut, though, bro. So, oh, man. I, I mean, that, shoot. No. You see that thing? That was kind of clean, though. It was I went, clean. It was clean. I he still had a frown. Sure. <laughs> yeah. He still had a frown. <laughs> yeah, he went to Target right after that. I'll tell you what. He went to Target for a minute. Facts, <laughs> just to show off. Paul, yeah. man, what do you think? You, you spoke on a little bit, but give me some more. Well, I'm, I'm totally going to do a, a 180 here. I'm just going to ask a simple question, and... It goes to to the listeners and and to you guys also, but like why like why do you follow football? Why do you follow Austin FC? Um, because answering that simple question, I think, will give you much more than you realize uh, in terms of like how we should be tempering these expectations and how we manage that load uh, from an, an emotional standpoint. Um, mm -hmm. Like I'll I'll be super blunt on here and say, you know, like as a Chelsea fan for oh, EPL oh, 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 and, oh, oh, oh. you know, obviously, you know, supporting uh -huh. Austin, like, dude, like football has been a little bit of a, a downer on my mental health. Uh, and I've, I found myself being really irritable and frustrated and, and, you know, fans out there of teams that just have disappointed them and like brought them heartache. Like y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, low bar, you're talking about, following the Spurs yeah. your whole life. And then like this down period of, you know, going on eight years, but you know, y'all got Wemby. So y'all got Wemby. We get it. Wemby, baby. We're back. <laughs> um, it's just, you know, it's just one of those things where um, if you, if for me, man, it's always going to be the people, it's the people that I've met playing the sport. Um, and it's, it's been these experiences of, um, you know, sharing it with my family, with my friends, that's the reason I, I follow this club or whoever I've, I've, uh, followed. And at the end of the day, man, it's like, if you have a group of, of people that you can commiserate with, or you can celebrate with, like, you know, that's just, that's what it needs to be about. And I encourage everyone to like, really, you know, find that, find that group. And, you know, that's why supporters groups are so important, especially, you know, when you have a team like Austin, that's like, still new to the league, still trying to find their footing. 
um, you want to have those people that you connect with and, and you can, you can go and you can make your Reddit jokes or you can go and talk about how awesome Drew UC is. Um, right. But I don't know, man, I encourage you to, to find these ways to connect outside of what you see on the pitch constantly, because that, yeah. that is a very quick way to heighten your blood pressure. And um, it's that, scary. that was a, that was high key, very beautifully said, Paul. Um, I was about to come in with some, some grumpy heat, just talking about my frustrations even more, but that just made me think of just the, the beautiful friendships. I mean, we're here right now recording this because of this team, you know what I mean? And because That's of this community and let me shed a tear. I'm, I'm going to cry. Right bro, I'm <laughs> no, crying right now. But for real though, bro, like no. we have expectations of this team every year. We want to win every game. We want to win the, the, the league every year, right? That's yeah. just the reality of supporting a team. You don't want to support a team. That's going to suck ass every year. You want them uh-huh. to win. That's Absolutely. never going to happen. And, and you have to, just, you know, that's just the reality of sports, but I think, man, that community aspect is so important. And regardless of if the team is, is in a poor form or not, like we have this, this group, this community, your friends, your connections, just the fact that we have soccer in Austin is so amazing. You know what I mean? Like for all those kids that grew up watching every other city in Texas's team watching, you know, their moms watch the Pistons for some reason. And, and, you know, you like, you know what I mean? So it's like, just having having the team here is, is so special and yeah man that that's a great way to put it and i'll say this too i've mentioned already but we're without we haven't been a full strength all season and we're still competing at two you know a, at a solid pace at this point you know we're in the playoff hunt yeah we didn't win Oak cup sure but it is what it is man we still have the lead the fight for we still have mickey mouse copa tejas we still have <laughs> league's cup you know there's still competitions to be had um and so speaking of, you know, the guys that we've been missing and, and this core for this team, uh, a lot of this core is, is on contract through 2026 uh, and our youth movement. It's, it's, it's shaky. You know, it's either been a, a failure. We look at guys like, uh, you know, Jite, we look at, uh, you know, gains, we Red look as. at red as guys that just aren't performing or not even here anymore. Uh, or they're on the flip side. They're, rapidly approaching a European contract. We look at Danny, we look at Owen Wolf, guys that are on the radar of European clubs. Mm-hmm. So what do you think, you know, given all that, our core is intact for through 2026 potentially, what can we expect from the squad in the next couple of years to come? You know, with the ups and downs, what can we truly expect? Lojo. Yeah, I mean, under contract, I, I don't, that doesn't necessarily mean that they will be here until 2026 and beyond. Um, it's true. You know, it's by true. 2026, our youth might is probably going to be Damian Loss, Micah Burton. You know, hopefully, hopefully players like EJ Johnson, Bobasi, and true. by 2026, we're going to see be watching you know Owen and Danny across the pond, um, and maybe some of these other players that we signed through this contract or this time period are gone too. We've gotten some good deals, or we just you know cut ties, whatever it may be. Yeah, make those so, trades, buyouts, etc. Exactly. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know what to think of it. And it's, it's all, you know, it's, it's up for grabs about what could really happen by three, three years from now. How about, let's say this, then let's say we, we still have Julio, we have ring, we have yeah. uh, Leo, we have Drew C Diego uh-huh. Zardes, and they're all yeah. here. Oh, and you, maybe, maybe Danny, maybe Owen, they could be gonna have regardless. Zardes that long. Yeah, he's signed through 2026, through your uh, contract. Yikes. So Promise he's not going to make it that far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's no. what I'm, I'm kind of thinking the same thing at this point. Uh, 
But let's say we have all those guys together. They gel, they start getting a spark, and they just have some sense of of cohesion. What do you can, can we expect? You know, more of a twenty twenty two season. Or do you think we're going to be more in that four or five middle of the playoff hunt team? If Drew sees finding his MVP form, yeah. what's the ceiling? I think I think we are going to see better form, or and and that's hard to say because you know what are is LAFC just going to be <laughs> uh, absolute True. just powerhouse, just killing the league every year by that point, or are they going to? Hey, Buanga could be back in France in six months. You no, know you're I mean? absolutely like, right. Yeah, so it's hard to say, you know, based on the landscape. But personally, you know, just comparing ourselves to Austin FC. We will be better for sure. I, I yeah. don't doubt that in my mind. I don't think we'll. Regret we will be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we will be there. We will be there. <laughs> Paul, is that is that your in short what you believe? <laughs> that's uh, sorry. Yeah, that that is in short what I believe. But that's also yeah. just a reference to that. Uh, right. Uh, Pep Guardiola thing. Right. Of course. Um, sorry. What was I going to say? No, I I'm surprised that no one has mentioned anything about Josh Wolf at this point. Um, the reason I say that is it's because. True. Again, we can talk about contracts. So the cows come home, uh, but who is the puppet master in all of this? Um, because you can have the cream of the crop if you don't have someone, the technical mind to, you know, uh, get yeah. the best out of these yeah. players. That's um, a great point. Then it, it, you know, we don't really, it's going to be a, a, a toss up every year. Um, and so that's why I think out of all of this, what I'm realizing is I just want to figure out some sort of consistency, uh, from Josh and just understand, you know, like exactly what we're getting. Um, and I know that's tough because obviously the, the landscape will, the landscape will change given personnel, Mm -hmm. uh, that's available and all that stuff, the different, um, competitions that the team's in or what have you, but, um, I don't know, man, like Lojo yeah. said, I think we, we do, we do see year over year improvement. I think there's no reason for us to not make playoffs with the expanded, you know, um, structure that we have now. Um, no, nah, man, we, we gotta be competing more than that. I'm not looking for, that, I mean, that's what I'm saying, top right? Four, you know, yeah. we need Dude, to be, want, we, we need to be go- yeah, yeah, we need to be going deep into a CCL at that point too. Like I'm, I'm expecting sure. some sort of tournament win, something yep. along the way. I agree, yeah, man. Some silverware, at least. Yeah, that, I mean, that that's what I think, too. I, I expect us to win in the next three seasons, if we're going 24, 5, and 6. I truly do expect that this core, you know, barring major injury, um, can make it to, you know, winning Open Cup, winning the league, winning CCL, winning something. CCLs maybe is, you know, Historically, much more difficult to win for an MLS oh, club, but still, regardless, like competing for those largest, uh, those biggest tournaments and, and winning at least one of them, you know, with with a guy like Driussi and the 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 chemistry that Driussi, Diego, um, you know, Ring, Danny, those guys have on the attack when it's it's flowing well. Hopefully, Ragoni gets there too. It, it's it, we're a hard team to stop when we're at oh, when we're sure. at our best. And I do want to say this too. I, I'm very critical of wolf i mean the last 40 minutes i have been and paul you mentioned you know who's going to be our puppet master throughout this time is it even going to be wolf i do want to say that what he did tactically and formation wise to adjust once drew and diego went down and switched to that i guess we're calling it a three four two one now officially mm-hmm. um i do want to give him some props there because he made that switch what seemed to be on a whim 
clearly they've been practicing it and they had that in their back pocket ready to to implement as needed and it's worked pretty well for us i mean we've gotten seven points since we switched to that form that that tactic you know what i mean and i do want to give just a little bit of props there because we talk about the overthinking we talk about you know a lot of the mishaps of his managing style but with uh, our the, our top guys out in the attack and and Julio for part of that too um we still managed to win we beat Seattle away you know we competed in a couple of those games that we lo- that we lost that could have been draws at minimum you know so yeah. I, i'll end that there but i, I do want to say i do have a high ceiling for this team still even though we're down right now I give that more so to injuries and just, you know, finding that chemistry with this new attack with Ragoni and Zardes. But um, speaking of Zardes, let's move to stoppage time and let's let's power through this thing. So Zardes, Zardes with back-to-back league games with game-winning goals, his first and second on the season. What do y'all think, Paul? Big time, baby. You back. Big time, baby. Lojo? Looks great on paper. Uh, if you <laughs> asked me this before Wednesday, I'm excited. Now I'm kind of... Back to back to earth. <laughs> hey, all, all that I gotta say is artist says I do this. I've been doing it. I'm gonna keep doing it. So I'm saying, bro, yeah, in bro. the league <laughs> when it matters. Yeah, yeah. Looking at one of those wins, uh, Toronto FC. We we beat Toronto FC 1-0. Mark Anthony K of Toronto FC gets just a yellow card for throwing Jafal to the ground by his jersey. Do either of y'all think it should have been a red? I think it should have. Yeah, Lojo. It's close, but I, I don't know how you, I, I don't know. I, I'm okay with the yellow. I'm okay with right. the yellow, but right. okay. I, I, I'm just, it's just, I think I took a little more exception to it because that's, that's my boy Jafal. Yeah. So, facts. But, yeah. I honestly, man, I'm still just frustrated at how wide the, you know, where a yellow fits in that from oh, yeah. like tugging a jersey oh, yeah. on a runaway to grabbing a guy by the jersey, dragging him 10 and feet, dragging. and then suplexing him to the ground. You know, like, it's a very large, you know. Like, Danny would have gotten a double red last year. Right. If right. that if that, that was him, you know. So, given, I just think that cast, and then the, the things that, that warrant a foul in the box versus that five feet outside of the box, a dude throwing you down by your jersey, not even a play on the football. Anyway, it's just, yeah. I'm still trying to understand, and that frustrated me. Because I was like, dude, he didn't even go for the ball. He just grabs him and throws him to the ground. Anyway, yeah. uh, Drew C ranked 14 in MLSY jersey sales behind the likes of Nashville's Mukhtar at second and Zimmerman at third, Seattle's Morris and Roldan, and surprisingly, Charlotte's Ben Bender. What's going on there? Why is he so low? Brothers scored two goals. <laughs> like y'all true. remember this dude from last year like this is it not is the true. same dude true uh hey, yeah, but last man. year he was at 12 i checked at, at by september of 2022 he was only at 12th so he's right. not far behind and he hasn't played half the season lojo people got tired of him changing his numbers what it is <laughs> true bro true <laughs> no, like, i'm not buying my third jersey jersey i know what you're trying right. to do here <laughs> that's true bro that's true Pop uh, quiz, what was his first number with Austin? 25. 25. Let's get it. Bro, come, come on. Bro, I got a tattooed on me. Come show. on. Know, that's, that's super easy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So uh, ML, the, the MLS Pro uh, matchup of Houston and Austin is on Sunday as well. Why is there no Copita Tejas? Should there be? Paul? Yeah, man. I think if the uh, SGs got together and and um, decreed it to happen, I think we can make it happen for the, the next pro squads. I'm that's down. It. Yeah, yeah, I'd like Lopita. it. Yeah, give MLS Next Pro some some fire 
for that matchup. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. That's assuming that Houston fans show up to those games, though. Anyway, they really show they up do. to the first team. Okay, cool. They, they show up to Houston, too. Word, word. I'd like to hear that. Um, moving to a different type of footy. Oh, my bad, Lojo. My bad, my bad. Please, tell <laughs> no, me, dude. Good. Tell me. That's cool. I mean, yeah, I'm with it. I mean, Disneyland exists, even though there's Disney World. So, yeah, we're good. Let's have it. Let's <laughs> do it. He, he looked at me like, bro, I got some fire. Just let me see. <laughs> right, right, right. I've been bro, waiting all. That's facts, bro. I like that. Disney World, Disneyland. Fire. Look at that, bro. <laughs> um, Austin Rise FC start their inaugural season Saturday, Ooh. May 27th at 7 p.m. against the Challenge Red Devils of Houston, Texas. Uh, games can be watched uh, online at 11sports.com. I heard that from the source itself. What do y'all think? Y'all excited? Paul, I know you're going to be there. Yeah. Yeah, man. So we're we're stoked about it. Uh, we we can't wait to see the ladies and um, hope you know. I, obviously, there's that conflict with the the Houston Austin game happening, but you know, if hey. you if you're able to have two screens on, I mean, the 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 girls would love to to have have y'all on there. Yeah, this is an Austin Houston matchup as well. So come on, keep it going. Come on, technically Austin Klein Texas matchup, but whatever. Uh, yeah, Lojo, you excited, bro? You're gonna have two screens on from from the house. I'm going to have the phone going. I'm going to have the phone propped up, have, oh, yeah. uh, have both games going. Heck yeah, I'm excited. The phone for Austin FC. Exactly. Yeah, Austin come on. Rise, right there now. you go. There you go. Kate's listening. <laughs> <to you. laughs> Hell yeah, dude. All right, let's jump across the pond. Uh, our boy, Uncle Tony Precourt, was in London studying the 3421 formation in person. Does that y- get y'all excited or what? I'm just glad he went to a Chelsea game. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Brought that losing form across the sea, too. My yeah, please don't do that. <laughs> Lojo, you, what do you think, man? Do you think this, I mean, we talked about this a couple episodes ago, if this formation will last. Do you think this is is a sign that the three four two one will continue? Absolutely. No, I think it's great. I love it. Uh, I think it's fantastic. And it, I mean, let's start the rumors now. Pep to Austin FC. Like, come on, let's let's get <laughs> let's get the let's get the artist on this. <laughs> Paul's face right now. He's like, Dude, oh, <laughs> he will be there. <laughs> he will be there. Yes. By twenty twenty six, please. Twenty twenty six. Of course, has gone. Uh, staying across the pond, Man City. They win the league. What do y'all think? Uh, I mean. I, I'm still laughing at Arsenal, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. Absolutely. Yeah. As, as long as it wasn't Arsenal, I'm cool. I'm fine. Yeah. Hey, England's still blue. Is that right? Technically. London. I know. I know. But blue, London baby. is blue. English is blue. <laughs> England is blue in this case. Um, and then finally, the Lee MX final uh, is tonight. Tigres versus Chiva. Are y'all watching? Is it on for you right now? Yeah, I've got it. It's a 40-second minute right now. It's a pretty boring first half. Uh, not going to lie. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a Tigris guy, so hoping they go, hoping, hoping they go through. Lojo, do you have an allegiance in League MX? I don't really, no. Uh, I'm just here for the dramatics of League MX, but uh, yeah. it's cool to watch sometimes. Hell yeah, y'all. Well, that's what's up. Let's 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 wrap this thing up, yeah? We appreciate y'all kicking it with us on this week's episode of the Very Dependent Podcast. I've been Logan. Catch me on Twitter at LowBarVHLM. I'm Logan Jones. You can find me at the Lolo Jones. And I'm Paul. You can catch me at Paul Andrew FC. And make sure to keep the chatter going online by following at the Very Dependent on Twitter. Again, we appreciate y'all. Y'all been awesome online and just supporting us and giving us feedback. And we hope it keeps going. So we'll see y'all next week. 
Peace. That's Peace. Good stuff. I liked it. Oh, why are you screaming at me? <laughs>